The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Delicious local cucumbers from Seeds Farm, tomatoes, Harmony Valley greens, Featherstone kale, fresh herbs, and plenty more fresh vegetables are arriving at Lakewinds co-ops each day. Try brushing radicchio, kale, or romaine heads and cut lemons with olive oil and laying them on the grill for a light char. Then squeeze that grilled lemon on the lettuce and sprinkle with Parmesan cheese shreds for a fresh take on summer salads. Melons, stone fruits, and all the berries are arriving at Lake Winds for all the tarts, shortcakes, buckles, crisp galettes, and pies that make summer in Minnesota. Make sure to use the best organic grass-fed butter and cream from our local dairies when making homemade ice cream or whipped cream toppings. And the best part of all this is you can get it delivered from Instacart. Order online and get same-day or next-day delivery. There's no membership required to shop at Lake Winds, and you can support your local farmers by shopping at your neighborhood co-ops wherever they are. If you can't make it to Lakewinds, visit any of your neighborhood food co-ops, but you can find Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. Find more at lakewinds.com. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. This is the food show where we talk all about fun food things. Yeah. Fun things to eat, fun things to cook. Uh, We have a couple callers that hung over and we always appreciate when they do that. Annie, you are a caller that had a question for us and we would love to help you. What can we, what can we answer? Um, Well, today is harvesting day for a lot of my garden and I've got a lot of cukes. What's your guys' best uh, recipe for your refrigerator pickles to keep them crispy? And keep them tasty? Yep. Uh, well, if I'm being completely honest, Annie, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't well, quite... They come in so fast, I don't know how to take you to one big batch, and then if I wait too long, then some of them are icky, and I don't know. I can, think... I, can I give you a little tip? Like, here's an idea. Like, do some quick pickles. Do some quick vinegar, salt, a little bit of sugar, you know, in a batch, and do, like, have those in your refrigerator that you, after, like, a couple hours, can start snacking on. And then here's another idea. Cook your cucumbers. Eat a hot cucumber situation where you, if you look in, there's a lot of great Southeast Asian dishes where you saute cucumbers with a little bit of chili oil. And it's a really great side dish to like a grilled chicken or some grilled pork. It's just, it's kind of lovely. Well, that's good for one meal, but I mean, I have got like 20 right now, so something needs to be done. Here's another, you can do the same thing she's talking about, but cold. So you have rice vinegar, sesame oil, peanuts, and cilantro, and you make a quick salad. Yeah. Otherwise, just, I mean, you can quick pickle and they'll stay pickled. I mean, like quick pickling doesn't mean that you can't do a lot of it. You can do a lot of quick pickling and it'll stay. It'll be good. Just pickle and cut them thicker. That's, That's my strategy is just to cut them like... A, a little thicker, like not a half inch thick, but thicker. Yeah. And well, then it's... Do you ever do the hot water bath or like do the real pickling so you can keep them? N- yeah. So you do equal parts vinegar and water, about a quarter cup of sugar, depending on your mix. You can look up a pickling mix. 
then I put a sprig of dill in there. And if I don't have a sprig of dill, sometimes I put powdered dill and sometimes I skip it all together and just put a garlic or nothing. And then I put them in there, shove them in, mush them up, up. pour the sauce. Then I boil a big kettle and I stick those jars inside the kettle and I wait about a minute or two, wait till I hear them pop. Sometimes I don't hear them pop, take them out, push on the tops, make sure there's no give that they're solid and they're pickled. Okay, so they don't get mushy. Sometimes it depends on your cucumbers. Quite honestly, I don't know. It's like it's it's hard for us to tell until we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes if your cucumbers are too big or if they're and you know they've they been do. old or sometimes who knows? Maybe they haven't All had right. enough water. I don't know. All right, I'll give it a shot. Good luck. Yeah, I think if you're that worried about the mushiness of the pickles, you may just want to err on making salads and sides. Yeah, that's I. Uh, good advice. Rachel, you are our next caller on the Weekly Dish. Hello, Rachel. How are you? Hi. What can we help you with? Uh, okay, so I have a question for a substitute. So with the onion recall, I really haven't been buying very many onions, but all of my recipes pretty much start off with browning an onion to get that flavor. So I'm having a really hard time making things taste as like deep and flavorful as they should be. I'm just wondering if you guys have any suggestions for the onion flavor without using, well, an onion. Are you um, buying already pre-cut onions? No, 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 no. But the, with the the recall for the yeah. salmonella yep. thing, and no, I did. Pre-cut onions are a thing. Yes. So wait, okay. So what's your question? Because you're saying what's a substitute for onions since you're not buying onions? Yeah, since I'm not buying the onions whole, what's a, another way that I can get the onion flavor? Uh, quite honestly, I would say this sounds horrible, but if in a time, if you don't want to use onions, then buy onion powder, which has been, you know, obviously processed and dried, but that will get a little bit of that onion flavor into whatever you're cooking. Um, okay. Or I would say go to the farmer's market where, you know, you can buy fresh onions that have been pulled straight from the ground. Oh, yeah, where it's local. Yeah. Yep, that's always a good answer. And also, the only onions that have been recalled are red and yellow, not white. Oh, white haven't been recalled. Okay, that's correct. Okay, good. and I would All still right. go to the farmers market anyway. Yeah, because why not? And then I would. I mean, well, literally yeah, having onion powder better. on the side, like having that tucked in your cabinet, that's just a nice, easy. That's a quick fix for things that if you can't, you know, maybe you run out or you you start to cut an onion and it goes bad. Sometimes I throw that in there. Okay. Okay, Onion powder cool. and garlic powder are yeah, something to always kind of keep on yourself. Yeah, Why they're not? fine. They're fine. They're not like, I mean, obviously a fresher and like a good crunch of a real onion is better, but they're fine. Yeah. In like a pinch. A saver. Cool. All right, Rachel. Thanks. Thank you, ladies. Um, okay. We are ready now for the top two in hour two. Give him the old one two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly one, one, Dish one, presents one, two, one, two, Top Two. Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In all right, it's the time okay. of the show that we talk about two things that we are loving this week, right? Yeah. Right. There is a new ice cream shop on Selby Avenue. Have you heard about Two Scoops, Stephanie? Yes. I actually... Did you got, go? I did. I got the opportunity to go by there the other day. I think the thing that stands out is like how nice they are. Like, they're so happy that you found this little ice cream shop. It's in a neighborhood um, that doesn't have a lot of things. It's over by J. Selby's, and their ice cream is delicious. It's super creamy. I had the Oreo. It was really good. They do have some food things, too. 
Um, but I just got the ice cream and I thought it was good. And I just really appreciated how nice they were in there. So it's called Two Scoops. It's on Selby Avenue. It's locally owned. A woman opened it during the pandemic. So we should support her. Nice. All right. Good deal. And I feel like ice cream is having a huge moment. For I don't know. Sure. I mean, like this season, we have had seen more ice cream shops open than, I mean, the Bridgman's and Woodbury, yeah. Baby Zito, you Ooh, know. Bridgman's and Woodbury, licorice, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yum. Tons, well, Lollapalooza. Hello. Just go get a big oh, dang yes. Sunday. Come I want to do that today and eat it by myself. You can. You're totally allowed. All right. Uh, my first one is going to be that I went and picked up some high high, some sweet corn and high high, and they had this chili. They had a, it was like a chili lime sweet corn. Yum. Um, and I was craving some corn on the cob, and I was not wanting a lote because I feel like either you go buttery, either you go simple butter and salt, which is beautiful, or you go a lote, which also is lovely. But I feel like I've kind of OD'd on a lote, <laughs> and so I was looking for something else and i found this stuff at high high but christina win who has you know the chef there she has created coconut chili crisp which is a little pot of crunchy chili sauce that has coconut in it and so it's this tropical yummy sort of thing it's like a little you know you guys know what chili crisp is we've talked about it before in the show that addictive little jar that is like a cult favorite for cooks who love it they find it at meredith brought it on once and talked about it i think so you may not have been huh. here but Chili Crisp is a huge thing, and Christina is making her own coconut Chili Crisp, and you can buy it. You can pick it up for takeout. You oh, can buy a jar of it. That sounds delicious. I know. So I have a little jar of it, and that's actually when the, I was thinking about those cucumbers. I'm going to saute up some cucumber spears, and then I'm going to put the coconut Chili Crisp on top of those, and then I'm going to put that next to my grilled pork chops, which I'm super excited about. Okay. I just had some pork chops. Yeah. And I'm not, not like... feeling it? No, I am feeling it. They were so good, and they were from Trader Joe's, and they were Frenched. Oh, really? Yes, it was really delicious. Just my mother-in-law had them. I would never think to buy pork chops at Trader Joe's, and they were super great. Wow. I was like, wow, these yeah, are I way better than I thought. Yeah, either. Huh. Okay, what's your second? Okay, my second one is uh, an older cookbook. It is by a woman who's local called Trisha Cornell is her name. Yeah. And it's called Eat More Vegetables. Oh, yeah. We had her on. And I just go back to this cookbook every God, summer. I wish we could find that that audio. I, You know what? We should try. I will. Anyway. There's bygones. no audio. I know. There's no, no way for us to anything. search our old shows, you guys, because I remember when she came on and talked about the book and it was a really great interview. Yeah. I wish we could find that. Um, and podcasting now we can, but uh, it was all way those before episodes that. before. Yeah. But this is a book that I've had in my kitchen. I have it up at the cabin and I break it out every summer. And it's kind of a great cookbook if you're doing a lot of farmer's market shopping because you're like, oh, I have 52 zucchini. What do I do with the zucchini? Trisha will know and she'll have great recipes. Yeah. And they're not too hard. Nope. And it's called Eat More Vegetables. And I will put a link on our Facebook page. Um, also, I found a recipe for chili crisp that looks pretty great. So I'll uh, post that too. Okay. Um, but also go buy Christina's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So the bungalow club is starting lunch and I wanted to let you oh. know that I did. They started weekend lunch Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Great patio. I popped by there yesterday. Um, and I ran into two friends and, um, uh, and we all got the hoagie, the supper set of hoagie, which is, you know, I am on a 100% like hoagie grinder thing. I am in search of my favorite hoagie. I still haven't found it. I loved the one at Bungalow Club. I really, really did. Perfect, like salami balance with like the pickled veg. There was something about it that wasn't, it didn't like, it didn't kick my butt in terms of like super big overarching love. 
but I but I did love it. So it is there, and it's at it's at lunchtime, and they're doing lunch, and like you can go in and pick up lunch and leave, or you can sit on that gorgeous patio and have a, you know, like a spritz and some gazpacho. Yum! It was, and they had a cucumber, a creamy cucumber sandwich. I almost got. Two. I might do that tomorrow. It's a lovely idea. Yeah, it's a lovely idea. So that's the Bungalow Club. It's in Longfellow. I'm like Andrew Craft. Yep. So they open at 11 a.m. for Friday through Sunday. All right, that's it. We'll be back. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. And I know you're wondering, who is Common Ground Minnesota again? Well, let me tell you, it's women in agriculture. These are women farmers who are right here in Minnesota volunteering their time to talk to you guys about food and how it's grown and how and why they grow it. That's Common Ground. Common Ground is, you know, a place where you can go and you can ask those questions about why they grow the food that they're growing and how they're growing it and how that affects the, your family and what they're eating. This is the greatest part about these guys is that they're just up for discussion because, of course, we all love to talk about food, right? So at Common Ground Minnesota, they have a new website, commongroundminnesota.com, and it's a great new site with, it's got farmers, it's got topics, it's got a great blog, it's got heat recipes, there's farm dogs. I don't know what else you could ask for, really. Common Ground Minnesota is a great spot. You can also check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N. And of course, on Facebook at Common Ground Minnesota. It's a great place for everybody to go and have a conversation. Thank you for joining us this Saturday. Remember, if you miss any of our content, any of the wonderful intel that we hand out every day, you can get us on the podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts, Podcast One, all those places, really. Wherever. You can Google Weekly Dish and the podcast shows up on Google Play. I love that. I kind of love that. You can listen right there. I super love that. Um, Hey, guess what? We're not having the state fair, right? Hey, but have you made your peace with it? Have you have you fully like made your peace with like the fact that we're a couple days away from the state fair starting? What would have started? We're like a week away from it would have would have been starting. Well, Stephanie, have I made my peace with it? Yes. Okay, I think I have. Okay, I have too. And I feel like there's people who haven't who are still like really really racked. Has anyone gone to the car drive through ticketed thing yet? Has that started? It hasn't started yet. Okay, no, it doesn't. Because I'll start. be feeling the feels when that starts happening because people will be posting all the stuff. I know. And- I'm worried that it's going to get really negative though because I feel like it's going to be one of those like crazy things. By the way, Turkey to Go is hiring. If you're looking for a quick summer job or you've ever wanted to work at the state fair and you need a quick, they're hiring that for their stand for the food parade. Um. I think people are just negative in general right now, and there's a lot of angry driving. Have you noticed that? Yeah. The angry driving's real weird, because traffic's like a quarter of what it used to be. So what are you so angry about? Like, yeah. where are you trying to get to so fast? Yeah, I don't know. It's. It, I think it definitely is a thing where people are out And just of, taking their yeah, anger I think out that, anywhere. I think it's, yeah, the short fuse syndrome, which is, by and large, everywhere. Let's have a t-shirt. That says boycott short fuse syndrome and let's oh. try to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a natural response. Probably. So um, I think being patient and helpful and kind, everybody goes along with thinking that what I love for, about what's happened is that the state fair has been canceled and yet our community has said, but what if we do this? And so in order to give our people just a slice, just a little tiny moment of the state fair, I think I love the fact that there's a lot of grassroots efforts popping yes. up. And we've talked about a few of them, but I kind of wanted to let you guys know that on MSPMag.com, we have, we have, like, we always have a state fair landing page, you know, every year. And so I was like, well, let's do a pivot landing page. So we have the Minnesota State Fair Pivots 2020. Um, and of course there are things like where besides if I the, never hear that word again, you're going to have to hear it. the embrace pandemic's it. over. Embrace it. 
pivot is what it is. It's what it is. You have to get used to it. I'm going to, yeah. Yep. And what else would we say? No, I just know that that word never was in our lexicon. And now it's all we talk about. Yeah. And when this pandemic's over, I'm ready to put it back to bed. Okay. Um, So let's talk about the fact that you can buy Safe Fair Foods anytime. There's a lot of places that you can get them. Like, don't worry about it. You you guys all know. I feel like everybody knows you can get Sweet Martha's in the freezer section of your most of the grocery stores. Not everybody knows, but now they do. they really not know that? No. I feel like I've walked by that so many times to be like, yeah, I don't want those cookies. In fact, I had some the other day. Somebody made some. And I think, oh my God, it was Allie Kaplan. And she had some and I was like, but they're not the same, but they are the same. Yeah. It's one of those moments. Um, Sarah Tipsy's Pie, by the way, is she has a retail store in Stillwater. You can go and get your Sarah Tipsy Pies whenever you want, basically. Um, and, and Cub Foods is doing them now. And so is Lund's yeah. in the bakery section. Lund's of Ireland's and also Hy-Vee's, a few Hy-Vee's. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of great. Johnny Pops, obviously, those have always been in the freezers. They I have, don't think of Johnny Pops as a fair food, though. I don't either, no. but they do have a little state fair cart. Yeah. And Johnny Pops, if you haven't had them, are great. Oh, they're delicious. They're love amazing. Um, they're the only popsicles we buy. Yeah. At this I'm point. Not a, I love the chocolate mint ones. Right. And I like the coffee ones. Yeah. Yum. I just oh, want yeah, those yeah, yeah. right the now. The chocolate mint <laughs> ones are my favorite, I think. Yeah. And the Jake cherry the chocolate mango. ones are He's, really good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nordic Waffles, obviously we know you can always get Nordic Waffles there at the Rosedale Potluck Mall. Um, they have them in the freezer section too at Lund's and Byerly's. They have a breakfast Nordic they Waffle. They do. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that either. So here's the one that's kind of interesting though. Prono Pups. Did you know that you can buy a bag of Prono Pup batter and then it comes with sticks so that you can basically learn how to dip your own corn dogs? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I knew that they had State Fair Prono Pups in the freezer section of stores, but I did not know you could buy the batter. You can buy a bag of the official batter and make it yourself. I feel like you should do that. I'm a little afraid of my frying. I have to fry outside, so I might do it because I can do it on my grill now that I realize I can do that. Um, because inside gets crazy because I do fry things inside. I fried pickles and cheese curds and all sorts of stuff. But Yum, fried pickles. I know. They're I wish, the best. I wish I had those. Oh, God, those are so good. Um, all right, so here's a couple things that are happening that are new that we haven't talked about. Obviously, the State Fair beer releases we've talked about. The Key Lime Pie and the Donut Beer at Lift Bridge mm-hmm. starts on the 27th. Um, you know, things like the Lakes and Legends, you know, they're having a State Fair beer, but they are not telling you what it is yet. It is a mystery State Fair beer release happening on August 27th. That makes me happy. Doesn't that fun? I love, like, yes. Let's have a little of the fun, not just the food. Exactly. Uh, So, uh, Sweetland Orchard is putting out their Minnesota Mule Cider, but also a new one called No Fair Cider. And that's like a lemon-lime, sort of a tart cider. That'll be excellent, I think. All summer long, I've been drinking Sweetland Orchard out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is like the best. Oh, I don't even know that now. Yeah, they have like a big slap. Are they called slap bags or is that just what no. my kid calls them? Yeah, that's I think what your kid calls them. I thought it was I thought it was Maiden Rock that had that. No, they oh, have Sweetland they have Orchard. Mm-hmm. Nice. I got it at Solovino. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, here's the new one that's that we're releasing or that we're just starting to talk about is Prize Brewing has collaborated with Freehouse Brewing and they're doing a blue barn, what would have been a blue barn beer, and it's the prize winning cobbler blueberry ale. So it's a blueberry beer. Out of and they're selling it. Uh, they're selling it at prize, I think for sure, uh, starting August twenty seventh. A blueberry beer. There was there have been blueberry beers before. Some are, did some are great. Yeah. Some are like. I think this will be good. I think prize beers are really good. They're lemon citrus beer that you can get right now. I really like. I know. I am down for that. 
Um, one of the ones I wanted to make sure to talk about was the um, the taste of Hamlin. Hello, you guys. Did the you Hamlin hear about Diner. this? The no. Hamlin Church Dining Hall, which of course we love for we go and sit and have our Swedish meatballs and everything else. Um, our egg coffees and yeah, the egg coffees up is up at the at the Swedish one Salem Dining Hall. Yeah, the is that Salem. The name of it? Right. Yeah, but the the Hamlin Church one is the one with like the yellow front, and we go in and there's picnic tables and everything else. And uh, so they're having a taste of Hamlin and they're doing this online where you can order online through August 21st and you can get you can buy pounds of their famous meatballs or ham loaf. Oh, you can get ham loaf. loaf. And basically, a good ham loaf. I have already ordered ham loaf. <laughs> and then you drive up and you pick it up on August 30th. So. Here's the deal. They're also doing brick oven bread, but they're doing this as a fundraiser, not only for the dining hall, but for the Sheridan story, yeah. which is obviously one of our favorite charities that helps feed kids during uh, the school year. So that's happening there. Taste of Hamlin. Um, here's another thing I wanted to shout out was the the Travail State Fair family meal. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. Holy moly, you guys. All right. So they're doing, you know, they do family meals every couple week, you know, every week. Um, and they are doing a state fair favorites and you pick it up on August 20th or 22nd and you have to pre-order. There's a 10 PM deadline the night before you pick it up. Um, it's 95 bucks, but it's for two people. And let's be clear. It's actually two people will be very, very full, very full on this. Um, and this is kind of a crazy thing because you do, you know, you get this and then you reheat them. But what it is, is two travail luxury uh, corn dogs, shrimp and lobster corn dogs. Yeah. Uh, a jumbo turkey leg, you know, brined and smoked. It's got two corn on the cob with grilled butter. It's got Aussie battered potatoes, cheese curds, fried green tomatoes, uh, two bacons on a stick, pork chop on a stick, grilled peaches, kettle corn, dipping sauces, a lemonade kit, two apple cider freeze pops, sweet Alex's mini cookies, funnel cake kit. I mean, my God, there's so much there. You got to order it. Anyway, you can go to mspmag.com and you can look up the State Fair pivots. I love this song. Do you? Yes. I'm not a Billie Eilish fan. I I wasn't at first, but she really kind of has grown on me. I don't, yeah, and I'm not like super against her. I'm just not, she's just not in my space. Not your jam. Not my jam. Not your jam. All right, you know what is my jam? Mm. Fried chicken. (laughs) Yes, I was thinking about... I have just been thinking about like all the curbside pickup, you know, that I've done throughout the last six months Mm -hmm. and some foods just don't transfer as well to curbside pickup. Sadly, kind of cheeseburgers are sort of sometimes. Well, I guess I've had some very good cheeseburgers and maybe I'm just like not eating it fast enough, but sometimes. Which is weird because I have to drive 20 minutes usually to get good takeout from the city to my house you know what i mean 2025 but it does depend it depends on the burger it depends on the packaging there's a lot dependent yeah and the turkey burgers i feel like do hold up a little bit better oh really because i feel like they don't get so soggy oh um and maybe because they're just leaner but what i have really liked is chicken okay i feel like chicken holds up and it's tasty it's also something i like usually wouldn't make at home mm-hmm. and there's all different kinds of chicken. Sure. So I was thinking about TV segments and just no one is really doing TV in studio like they used to. So 
So when you do your Fox segment or when I do my Fox segment, we're doing them from home. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to think of something that could translate well. And I came up with fried chicken. So I started to look around. I have some of my favorites, but then I was like doing some research and I found a new fried chicken place that I had never been to before that I got. And have you heard of the coop in South St. Paul? Yes. It was so great. So I wrote about them like a hundred years ago. I feel like within our 10 years, we did this best of the best. And I did, um, I mean, I think it was like 2013. I think it was seven years ago. And I know that they've switched ownership. Yeah, Karen since I did is it. the owner and yeah. her family. But it was like, I was like, why is this the cutest little place that nobody talks about? Yeah. And they make what I want to call, well, Karen Tomlinson actually called it picnic chicken, which is, it's the kind of chicken your mom made where it was fried in like an inch of oil with mostly the, the, the batter was not a batter. It was just um, flour, salt and pepper. And so it's 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 fried chicken, but it's not like that super thick batter. It's thinner, and it just feels more home style. But I think theirs is roasted, so that's right. a difference. Like yeah. when you pressure when you pressure cook fry, you know. And this is not instant pot. Let's be clear; these are different things. It's a different. It's a special roasting thing. Usually, it's a thinner batter. That's how you know a roasted chicken is usually a thinner crisp. What was interesting about that though is like bull's horn, which is also chicken that I love, is also roasted. Is it? I thought it was deep fried. Okay. I thought it was broasted. No, sorry. Um, not not bullshorn. Bullshorn is deep fried. Thanks. They marinate it in dill. Yeah, they're a dill buttermilk thing, right? Yes. Yes. The block St. Louis Park is broasted. Yes, that is broasted. And their thick skin, like, also felt, I mean, it feels like it's super deep fried, but it's broasted. Oh. So maybe they double. Yeah, and that chicken is also really good because of it. So I did a thing about chicken, and I'm just going to tell you some places that were really good. Um, The Black St. Louis Park, known for their chicken, it was very good. I think, too, they have some really delicious sides, kind of traditional KFC-like sides, like the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the cornbread. You can get it um, just regular season, or you can get it hot. Most of these places allow you to get a hot version. Um, Red Cow, I've eaten a lot of their chicken this summer. They have a hot that I really like, but it's super hot. And I like super hot. The, like burn your face off hot. Wait, Revival does? Um, no. Oh. Red Cow does. Red Cow does. Okay, and it's different than Revival. Revival's is... Also very hot. Like impossibly hot. I don't love that hot. I like Revival's chicken a lot. Yeah. I don't love their hot. And here's why. It's dipped in like a, a wet sauce that it stays super wet. So unless you eat it right away, it's not just hot sauce. It's actually, do you want to know what it is? It's like, I think it's lard. That's not bad. And it's flavored lard. That's not bad. You don't have to do lard as if that's a bad thing. Well, this is lovely. That's a natural fat. It stays wet is, I guess, my point. Are you saying you're, I'm not, uh, I won't, never mind. It stays wet when you get it in your. But it's got sauce. It's got, it's the wetness is the sauce. Lard wouldn't be wet. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you know what? We'll find out because I don't want to put anything out there that's not, you You can ask, but I think I've asked in my past and that's, I think, what it is. Okay. Um, Bullshorn, I love that fried chicken. That bucket of fried chicken is just, it is solid. Yeah. It is flavorful. It is juicy. It's inexpensive. Uh, You get a five-piece bucket for 15 bucks. If you want a nine-piece bucket, it's 27 bucks. That's like a great bucket of chicken for a family of four and i just think theirs is really good 
Um, what I did not realize, and I've now become privy to, is the glory of Cubs Deli Chicken. Cub Foods. No, I can't believe you've never. I had that never. That is like you've not been privy to that glory. That is no. like how most Minnesotans have grown up because they're, we don't have like a fried chicken history in our homes. And most people have like Cub we Foods is a thing. But well, they, and that's what was so funny about it. Like Kenny was telling me about it. He was like, oh, Cubs fried chicken. And on Wednesday they have a special. So it's like a dollar off. Our producer's shaking his head yes. It's the best. Okay. <laughs> Everybody likes the Cub Deli yeah. food chicken. Oh, it's it's hard to beat, really. It, it is. is. It's it is. crisp and delicious. And people really like that. Um, Revival's chicken, I do really like, but I like the not hot more than I like the hot, simply because I think it just holds up better. Um, and I have to say the mac and cheese at Revival is pretty excellent, too. It's great. I love their fried green tomatoes, too. Have you had the Nashville Coop? This is the new hot chicken on the street. I have. It's been parked out in front of the Golden Fig. I had a chicken sandwich that yeah. was really delicious. They're a food truck that they have a couple different trucks, I think, now. And they have been they were one of the they launched in the beginning of the pandemic. And they were like, we're going to go for it. And they uh, they have some really I mean, people are loving their Nashville hot chicken. I like BAP fried chicken, too, the Korean chicken. Yes, I love a good Korean chicken. And that's on Grand Avenue. That's also a really good spot. Um, uh, also, the Moroccan fried chicken at East Street. So, or I mean, not East Street Social. Uh, uh, World, World Street? Street Kitchen is one of my favorite chicken sandwiches across the board. I wish I was in that neighborhood more. I'm not. And so I love that place, but I just don't get there that I often. I feel like I pass by it and then I go, oh. I need to eat there right yeah. now. And I used to go and grab it like after the show. Like I would go and, you know, pop in and grab a right. couple things and then go. But I haven't done that lately. My mom made fried chicken Every single Sunday night for dinner. Oh, my God. Um, she would. It's kind of funny. Here's my memories of it. She would use a like cast iron skillet. Yeah. And she'd have a screen that kind of went on top of the skillet to prevent burning. Yeah. But my mom would and always splatter. get burned and splattered yeah. every single week. Yeah. And she would shake the uh, chicken in the bag. Shake and bake. She did Except not for shake and fry. buttermilk it overnight. She no. did not dill pickle it overnight. Nope. She would just shake it in the flour, salt, and pepper. Yeah. And then she would fry it in not even like an inch of oil. She would just put like probably a quarter inch of oil, fry yeah. both sides, and then finish baking it in the oven. And then she would make mashed potatoes, gravy, corn. Like we had this every single Sunday. Yeah. If if I think of something that I missed that my mom cooked, it is probably her chicken. Yeah. Do you have you ever made fried chicken at home? Yeah, I've done it. In fact, a year ago or so, I was looking. I got one of those memory things that goes like, "Here, remember this picture?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I made that fried chicken." Yeah. With that, I made that stone fruit blue cheese fennel slaw, which went on top of it, which was spectacular. Which I may recreate that situation. Let's, okay, say that again. Stone fruit. So it was like. Because when you have like stone fruit, like peaches that are yeah. too ripe and it was like, you know, they're not soft enough yet to eat. You slice them and you sort of it's not pickling, but it's like basically you toss them into this like tart vinegar slaw with Yum. Uh, fennel and blue cheese, which I never would have thought of. But somebody some recipe somewhere told me to do it. And I was blown away. That like sounds that great. should be on your fried chicken for sure. I'll go find that again because that was that good. When I have a peach or a plum that has been like sitting on my counter too long and it's kind of getting to the mushy part. Yeah. What do you do? I kind of just squeeze it and let all that juice go into a bowl and I make salad dressing out of it. Oh, 
Oh, I see. Um, and then throw away the rest. Yeah. So yeah. I just kind of squeeze the yucky sure. fruit so that you get all that good juice because it's already breaking down. Yeah. And then I just make salad dressing. So you get like a peach salad flavor, but you yeah. don't have the of the peach. Yeah. That's sometimes true. they're gross. There's Yeah. And they're too mushy. Yeah. Stone fruit is kind of like. It's tough. It's tough. Ugh, and it's it, either coming, awesome or disappointing. We're in that season. Like there's a lot of people doing peaches and talking about peaches right now. And of course, we're waiting still for those Colorado peaches to come in, you know, at the end of this the at peach the end truck. Of the month. But yeah, Jake is still a little sad that he's not going to be doing peach truck work. You know, do you ever grill peaches like all the time. And then this and the smeeches that I do for the s'mores with the caramels and oh, yeah, the I grilled about peach. That. Oh god, that's so good. I was grilling peaches last weekend, I think, or two weekends ago, and just slicing them and you know putting them on. And I sometimes you know you put a little bit of uh, of uh, like sugar on the top, and then you put it you know face oh, down to caramelize so it caramelizes them, yeah. a little bit. That's just delicious and lovely. Perfect. Um, I feel like with all the picnics people are doing, that rediscovering fried chicken or Sunday night fried chicken. Yeah, I just, for me, it's the house. I can't do it inside. I cannot fry things in my house in the summer. You know, it just, it stays. Yeah. And so I have to do it on the grill, which I can do now. You know what I mean? And I just sort of, but again, it's, for me, it's the production of the knife to bring everything outside and downstairs because my kitchen is upstairs versus Got it. my porch is downstairs. Yeah. So I have to carry, have like a walkout. I have to carry so much down there to get to a fry situation. But okay, just I do love dumping s- my oil in like, the woods, by the way. We put ours in our outhouse. Oh. I don't know why, but that's where it goes. Sure. Why not? Break it down. <laughs> Along with other things uh-huh. in the outhouse. Right. Can you believe I still have an outhouse? Let's uh, not have yeah, an outhouse discussion. It's rustic. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm so worried where this could go. You know. We're going to take a break. That's where it's going to go. We'll be back. We are the Weekly Dish, and we talked all about fried chicken, and then we, you know what we do when we take a break? We talk about it some more. <laughs> when we talk about it, it's like you guys are privy to our lunch conversations, our breakfast conversations. We, You are our friends. We sit here and we talk with you about all the things. Yeah. Um, many people were concerned about your buff discussion of your face Oof. mask last week, I Stephanie. Know. I've fielded lots of emails. People are concerned. Are they actually emailing the show and saying they're like, I just did you tell Stephanie March that the the face mask that she's the buff isn't safe? Yeah. Let me tell you what. And I, people are good naturedly. Everybody's concerned about everybody's safety. No, I know. And it's true. And, and and I will tell you that I read this. I read the actual study when it first came out. Um, and it's really not a study of masks as it is about a technique for learning or trying to see if that study does work, if that laser technique works to measure those things. And so the fact that they, uh, they also said that the, um, that the buff thing in the study, they said, by the way, this, we tested one kind of mask of buff, you know, or neck gaiter, and that there's all these different kinds with different layers and different fabrics and different things. Sure. So to say across the board that neck gaiters are bad is not necessarily, the study even says that. In would, you, there. would you wear a shield? Um, I don't know. Like I'm considering maybe ordering a few just to. Have you seen the ones that rest on your chin? Yeah. And those made me very uncomfortable because they rest on your chin they go up half past your nose. And so when you open your mouth to talk, it moves up and down. Yeah. And your nose is kind of exposed and it's very open. Yeah. But a server had one on and I was like, oh, that's they just, interesting. All I can do is stare at them. I don't know. 
What about but the shield thing too? Most people are wearing masks. Doctors yes, are wearing masks the underneath their shield. And so because I feel like that's the idea is if you're letting things out, then it's going to come out from underneath the shield. And I don't know when I'm flying next, but I guarantee you when I'm flying, I will be wearing goggles and my N95 mask and my hoodie and my headphones. Like I'm pretty much going to go full on Unabomber. Yeah. In disguise. That's Meyer. Actually, Steph Meyer was on a flight and she said she had her goggles and her N95 and there's a gentleman next to her. Of course, no, nobody in the middle seat, but the dude on the aisle kept pulling his mask down below his nose. And and the, the flight attendant had to come talk to him like five times. And finally, Meyer's like, can I move? She, and she just got up and she moved. And so then she moved to the back of the plane so that she wouldn't be by him. But he refused. Like he kept like he would put it up for the flight attendant. And then the minute the flight attendant walked away, he'd pull it down again. Oh, I know. It's just the mask. People are the worst. The people are the worst. But they're also the best because there's a lot of people doing the right thing, too. Yeah. And we don't. It's like it would be boring to say, like, oh, I saw this woman and she was completely masked and so courteous. And she every time the server came over, she pulled her mask up again. I feel just so remember. bad for I've I've inadvertently because I try not to seek these videos out. But sometimes on Twitter, they show up. And like the the teenage kids that are having to, like, walk their parents out of grocery stores Oh, that one. In particular, dads. I tweeted that one. Men that are all like puffed up like roosters and their kids are like, dad, dad, let's just get out of here. And they're in the grocery store yelling at all the, and the kid is like responsible for the dad's complete and utter meltdown to get them out of the store. Well, the hard part is the people who then yell at you for wearing a mask. Like, you know, the people who get so angry that because it challenges their narrative that they are holding so hard onto that they yell at you for actually wearing your mask. And that is a, And they're like, take your mask off. You're like, why do you care? And if what I'm if we're wrong? Mask? Who cares? Who are we harming? Yeah. We don't know. There's a lot we don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Like, let's just go with the lowest common denominator of personal safety. We have to wear pants when we walk into a restaurant or a grocery store. So... I don't know if my pants are keeping you safe or your pants are keeping me <laughs> safe from whatever you might be carrying in your pants, but you just wear pants. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't get to bring your dog into the grocery store. You know what? You know why? I know it's part of your family. So is mine. He's at home. Yours could be at home. You can grocery shop without your dog. Everyone will be okay. If you're concerned, take him to a pet place or get a sitter 24-7. That's your right. I'm just at the grocery store and I don't want your dog while I'm eating my food. Are you eating food at the grocery store? People like I saw a lady the other day with her dog, her dog in the bag. And I was oh, like, are you really? talking about like a pocket dog? Yeah, but she was still, I don't care if it's a pocket dog. I know my dog's a hundred pounds, but your pocket dog still has dog stuff. And I'm at the grocery store. Get out. I don't have feelings as strong about this as you do. Oh, I have feelings like pocket, about like dogs in bags. If they're being carried around, that's just, the, I guess. Okay, I, what about cats? I, you want to start bringing your cat to the grocery store? How sure. about your rat? Sure. I do love rats, but oh, I don't want them in the grocery store. Well, I don't know. But I mean, I think animals should be, you know, yeah, whatever. Like, should be like separate. a care animal, yeah. whatever. But it's just basic common courtesies and the world has lost their mind. But other than that, here is something that is a great story. I know I could. This is all week long. Uh-huh. I've been trying to avoid the just nastiness, the crabbiness. Can I tell you a good thing utter... or do you need it? You have a good thing? I do have a good thing. And that's what I'm going to switch to. Okay. Because I have one too. It is um, Singing Hills Dairy. Oh, yeah. This is, is a, a wonderful dairy farm. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a while back that the dairy farm was for sale. And I tried to get my daughter interested in buying it. I thought she should be a goat farmer. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not Ellie's path, my no, love. No, it's not. But I no. was like, hey, how about you run this goat farm? 
In any case, they have found uh, Liz Bryant, who is their niece, apparently, and she is going to take over the Singing Hills Dairy Farm. She has a GoFundMe, and it's titled Grow a Young Black Farmer in Minnesota. And I just love the way that she starts out. She's like, my name is Liz Bryant. I am a queer, black, emerging land steward born and raised in Minnesota, and I'm fundraising to buy 25 acres of land and farming infrastructure an hour outside of the Twin Cities. Yes. Um, She's going to convert it into an agricultural and artistic resource for black Minnesotans and their families. And when fully operative, the land will function as a farm, a gathering place, a learning facility, and a nexus for wellness and creativity. This family has just been excellent stewards of this farm. Singing Hills Dairy has made wonderful goat cheese. They raise lovely little goats. And she's going to continue the business. Like she, yeah. her whole point is to continue the black or the uh, the Singing Hills goat cheese business, while then bringing in other areas for Black Minnesotans and their families to sort of as a retreat or an artistic experience. And so it's going to be both. And this land, this is twenty five acres of four hundred year old oaks and rolling hills. It's gorgeous if you've ever been out there. And we need to have more of this in our life. Right. More people that are seeking out to help steward the land. Provide good food for us, and I'm just very excited about it. And so, so I'm she's put a link up. she's looking for she's she's got a hefty amount, you guys. She's got three hundred sixty five thousand dollars to raise, and she's got when I posted it on the feed on Friday, it was at forty five thousand, and she's at fifty one thousand. So there's movement toward this. Let's keep it going. Some of the people who have commented, I love this. Maddie Lufkin donated a thousand dollars thirty minutes ago and said, "I believe this land belongs to you. Go forward in strength and love, and may healing take place by tending to nature, social gatherings, and." inclusion and creativity how wonderful Mm -hmm. how magical that is that is a thing that you can put your faith behind i believe i really believe that that's a wonderful way of doing things and we just need more as stephanie this is your theory and i'm gonna steal it (laughs) wait we need more putting in oh yeah like stop taking out we need more pumps less drains and less drains yeah what are you putting into the world right now are you putting despair and hope and or hope are you putting just like your negative toxic political whatever your beliefs are on either side if you're so vehement about it you maybe just need to like take a step back not everybody needs to be like you the world can just be okay when we're not all alike and you're not gonna like berate someone into your point of view um, one of the things I wanted you guys to, I was going to talk about uh, one of the people that I've been watching on Instagram do you know who Tabitha Brown is? no Okay, so I need everyone to go look up I Am Tabitha Brown on okay, Instagram. Looking. She's an actress. She's uh, a spokesperson. She's she's also a vegan cook. She's a home cook, and she does a lot of these videos. She is one of, and I I highlighted her on one of my stories this last week because I, I, I need to hear from her now every day because she speaks to you in these beautiful things, and she speaks from the heart. I actually says, know who this is. You do know. She has a beautiful, massive afro, yes, and she wears huge earrings. Lovely. Gorgeous, just gorgeous dress. But she speaks to you and she says things and she closes it all with have a really good day. And if you can't have a good day, then don't you go messing it up for somebody else. Yeah. And, and I think about that into all like the time. Season, We're getting into people having to deal with a lot of uncertainty, scary, maybe risk, whatever the case is. This is everybody is doing their best. Just stop 
putting more hate into the world. And well, just- and maybe think about, I know it's hard because there's a lot of things that are going wrong. There are a lot of things that people are worried about in terms of the post office or in terms of, you know, things that are, that they see are happening that are being done that they are caring about. But what, we're saying is not to say don't not to say ignore things we're saying take what you can affect what you can and then put more positivity to balance that just be a good neighbor that's all you're fine all right you're good bye ciao ciao everyone Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.